Hi, I'm Miriam. I'm Ariel. And you're listening to 7 Minutes in Heaven. The sex news podcast by sluts. For sluts. Today we're talking about a sex toy company that got fucked over. And not in a good way. Sex ad in South Korea. And we explore asexuality. We also answer a question from a listener about getting over a breakup. recording hell yeah okay (laughs) this is episode two right hell yeah it is what's something sexy you did this week Okay. I think it was, like, sexy confident what I did, and I think you saw my Instagram, but... Get started. Then I went on a date um, with this guy from Bumble, um, and he was, like, such a quintessential nice Jewish boy, Aww. and he was super cute, but I didn't feel any chemistry with him, and he wasn't, like, confident in his... Like in having sex, I guess. Mm. So it was just not fun. I did have sex with him though. And the next day he texted me and I was like, Oh, I'm glad you had fun. Cause he said I had fun. And he was like, Glad you had fun too? Question mark. And I was like, Oh shit, I don't know what to say. So someone told me that they gave me this like template of something to say and to not ghost because that's really fucked up. And I was like, I totally feel that. I wish that people would just tell me they weren't interested rather than just ignore me. So, this but is... I feel like being ignored, it's like, okay, I guess you're not interested, you know? Yeah, but I, <laughs> but transparency is the best policy, yeah. the best policy. Yeah. And if I want people to be honest with me, then I need to set an example and be honest too, and not True. be like a coward. Unless, you know, he deserved to, unless he did something really mean, you know, then I would just, you know, block him. Or if it's like the only way to get someone to leave you alone like yeah. you already told them and they keep texting you yeah maybe yeah. we should do something like one to ghost and not to ghost yeah yeah that's okay <laughs> <laughs> what was your sexy thing that you did this week okay i'm really excited about this um, i've been waiting to hear this for the past two hours <laughs> so there's this guy i matched with on bumble like back in september and we went on a few dates and we had sex a few times but he moved to DC mm, so it's so sexually frustrating yeah like it's just like when he's in his family lives here so he lives there so whenever yeah. he's in New York we hang out okay. um and so he came over last night yeah, I was asleep <laughs> I told him like I'm gonna go to sleep but call me when you're here and he, wake me up for sex <laughs> literally <laughs> um and yeah like I was we were fucking a lot, and I was, like, kind of worn out. Like, he just had a lot of stamina, and I come a lot. And it was also, I was tired because I was woken up. So I just started, like, touching his dick. And then he, like, brought my hand into his butthole. <gasps> yes! And so I, like, fucked his butthole with my finger. Oh, my God. I know. And oh I, like, God. I've done it before, but um, I haven't done it in a really long time, and I haven't done it like that. Like, this was, like, woo! like in and out like really fu- like I've done a little like gentle rubbing but I was really going he at really it he really liked it hard yeah and he like was really his first liked butt it. fucking I don't think so because fucking. he really he moved my finger yeah. in there oh damn I didn't that's ask so him. hot 
Um, was there any poop? No, there wasn't. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, there wasn't poop, but I have to say, um, like, he, when he was, like, close, he, like, grabbed me and put me on top of him, and we, like, had sex for him to finish, and during that time, I could really smell my finger. Oh! <laughs> smelled like booty hole, but um, it, I washed it for, like, five minutes <laughs> after. Ew. I was like, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> and then just, like, rubbing <laughs> my finger with soap. So fucking gross. Um, oh. It didn't It didn't smell that bad. It didn't smell like poop. It just smelled like booty hole. Like, I don't know yeah. what else No, I got it. It's explain. like a... I think we all know what booty hole smells yeah. like. <laughs> um, but it got me to thinking, like, uh, I always expect guys, like, when they're putting their finger in my vagina to, like, want to taste it after. You know, like, sometimes I'll taste it. Like, I, you know, I want them to really enjoy the way it smells and tastes. So I felt kind of bad being grossed out by his it's, booty hole. It, <laughs> it's just different because poop is in there. Yeah. Like, poop's not in, like, our vaginas. Yeah. Unless you're wiping up. Yeah. Ooh, don't do that. <laughs> um, did you feel really hot doing it? Yeah, it was sexy and, like, empowering. And the, his reactions, like, that, the way men react when you put something in their butthole is, like, no other. Like, they don't, you know, no blowjob could ever bring that sort of reaction. It's really, like, a whoo, kind of, like, full body. Oh, my God, I want to do that for some Yeah, I know. It made me really want to peg. Because that's the thing. And You're such a pegger, you should. <laughs> another thing that I realized is that, like, I expect guys to have full stamina and go in, like, with fingering me and not get tired. But my hand got really tired. I had to, like, hold it with my other hand. Oh, it's so tiring. Yeah. When this, the, like, I guess a couple times that I fingered a girl, it, I felt it was very difficult because I felt like I had to put my hand on her stomach to like support myself like you know fingering her yeah um and yeah I wanted to stop immediately so that's why I feel like I have a hard time coming because I feel bad for the guys and I think like oh they're probably tired but some people told me recently that I just shouldn't I shouldn't assume they're tired and just when they're tired they'll stop also like I got tired, but I still had a good time. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't want to be tired. I want to keep going. Yeah. I want to see, like, cramp. how this will Could go. you switch hands? I didn't want to. I didn't want to, like... Two poopy hands? I didn't... That, but I also didn't want to, like, have to, like, t- pull out, come back in. Like, <laughs> you know, we had a rhythm going. <laughs> but I got... I used lube... Which was fun. I had it, like, on hand. Cool. And I was like, let's get some lube in here. Oh, my God. Amazing. And he was like, you're so fun. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> that is so hot. Yeah. Um, so, so shout out. Shout out that guy. And he's back in D.C. now? Yeah, he's going back today. Okay. R.I.P. Cool. Well, um, let me know when he's back, Mr. Booty Hole. I will. Cool. <laughs> Mr. Booty Hole is his pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> Sex news. Sex news. Do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. I can certainly. Okay, so I found this study that said that one in four women at sexual health clinics report 
coercion over their reproductive lives, which means that one of four women who are at these sexual health clinics have said that their partners um, sort of fuck with their birth control or like um, are like hold their birth control hostage or whatever. What the fuck? So I think one of the biggest things from that that it was Vice wrote about it last year, so it was kind of big. And I don't know if you know the term stealthing. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you yeah. when a dude removes a condom. Um, or I think even a girl, although I don't know how a girl would remove a condom from a dude. Oh, him knowing. Like, unless yeah. he's like really, really drunk or, or if a it. girl doesn't actually take birth control and she uh, says that she was, but this study is about women anyway. Um, so yeah. So like when you remove the condom during sex, that's like, that invalidates the consent given. And you don't tell the person that you, like they don't notice that you were. Yeah. They have no idea. Um, that's fucked yeah you can like get stis and shit and not you can get pregnant yeah i'm pregnant it's horrible it's horrible that's so rude so guys stop don't do that yeah i was stealth once did you say anything to him about it yeah i was like fuck you so i i took um plan b Mm. and he didn't like offer to pay for half of it even he so should have paid for all of it. He's yeah, the reason why you're I know, but it. even at least half of it he didn't, so that was really rude of oh, him. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he I was mean, an A-pie. If so. you're going to stealth, you're probably not a good person. Yeah. Okay, you want to share one? Yeah, so in the UK, there's this new, I guess it's like a law or a movement, but basically, yeah, I guess it's a law. They're tra- They're making it required for porn watchers to verify that they're over 18 in order to watch porn so they have to like create these external programs that like check your id or your credit card but do you need like a scanner to do that um there's like a third party age verification system i believe you like enter in your credit card information or something so it could you could still like borrow your older brother's right yeah id or something big brother yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah but i thought it was interesting that they're trying to like now that i feel like the internet's been around long enough that it's not so unregulated we're starting to add all these regulations to like what we do netflix now you can't find movies illegally, really. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Mega Video is down. Yeah. R.I.P. Putlocker. Yeah. That was my oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, now you have to verify that they're at least trying. And, I mean, I think that, like, porn is the one thing that really fuels innovation. So we'll see what happens with that, if it works. But I thought yeah. it was interesting. I'm interested to see the studies that occur from that. If, like, they restrict porn so much, if anything changes in, like, um, teens' sexual habits, yeah. behaviors. Yeah. Um, but I hope it doesn't is not like that long enough that would restrict them. Um, cool. Okay. Should I? Should I share one? Or hit it. More info? Hit okay. us with yours. All right. Cool. So there was this um, Consumer Electronic Association show in Las Vegas recently, um, and there were two things that happened there that I thought were pretty newsworthy. Um, there was this sex toy company called Oh My Bod, and they made this vibrator that can be controlled by your Alexa, <laughs> so you can just be like, hey Alexa, make me come. <clears throat> and this is really good for long distance relationships. Um, and I How? wish, uh, because your partner can control it, the vibrator with an app, no matter where they are. Can they use their Alexa to control your vibrator? I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Like your vibrator at home. I, I don't know. I'm going to take that back. Maybe. I don't know how that works. I feel like works. it could be configured. 
yeah, like, Alexa, make my girlfriend come. Yeah. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's not available until, like, next year, I think. Um, and then the second thing, Laura DiCarlo is a new sex toy company. I've never heard of it. I guess it's new. Yeah, I've you never heard either. of it. Um, so they created this product uh, called Ose, Ose, I think. Um, and it gives you a blended orgasm, and a blended orgasm is like, I think, clitoral and vaginal mm, orgasm. G-spot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it That's the only really kind of cool. orgasms I like. It says, this description is so cool, it says, they use advanced micro-robotics to mimic all the sensations of a human mouth, tongue, and fingers Ooh. for an experience that feels just like a real partner, no need for desensitizing vibration it yeah. even adapts to your body for personal fit that hits all the right spots because there are better uses for your hands so this what is like the... so innovative and crazy like i'm horny just reading yeah. the <laughs> and so this association recognized how amazing it was gave them this really high honor and then they took it away and their excuse was this they said entries deemed by cta in their sole discretion to be immoral obscene indecent profane or not in keeping with cta's image will be disqualified what the fuck um so that they say they reserve the right to disqualify anything so this so female is... orgasm is obscene yeah exactly why because they're just trying to control us dude it's the <laughs> patriarchy we need to dismantle uh... it and this is why i truly believe that dismantling the patriarchy starts in the bedroom mm. and until female pleasure and until the orgasm gap is closed indicating that female pleasure um it's just is just as important as man- yeah. men's then there will be equality yeah i agree that's why i'm here yeah yeah that was a high five <laughs> Um, and a booty cheek slap. <laughs> uh, okay. That's fucked, though. I mean, yeah. at least they won the award. Even if it was taken back, it's like, no takesies, backsies. We all know yeah. who deserves it. Yeah, like, what? It's so stupid. And I'm buying that as soon as it's, like, available Yeah, on the I can't market. wait. I hope it's not, like, a million dollars. If it is, I'm cashing in my 401k. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right, so I have a cool bit of sex news um so in 2015 in south korea these really sexist guidelines for teaching sex education came out including like crazy sentences like talking about how men can't control their sexual urges there are sentences that say like females only want one man whereas men want more than one woman women have to work on their appearance and men have to work on making a lot of money Mm -hmm. and if a man spends a lot of money on a date it makes sense that he's going to want to expect to be compensated for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so obviously like this isn't stuff that parents want their children learning so there's been this crazy burst of uh private sex education classes so like after school on weekends Parents are sending their kids to learn sex education that isn't sexist. That is so amazing. Right? And progressive. Yeah. Of a country you wouldn't expect that from, I feel like. I know. It's like a like a sex ed speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's also like, it makes sense. I mean, especially, I feel like in the U.S. where a lot of our schools aren't required to, like, tell their students medically accurate information about sex, I would totally send my child like yeah. a private place that would teach them because like I feel like parents don't really know what to tell your kids sometimes about sex yeah. especially like they're five you know yeah like, what do you tell a five-year-old about sex versus like a 10-year-old versus a 15-year-old mm-hmm. so it's a good place to make some money off of we should 
consider yeah yeah we can go to south korea well i feel like we're on a um international tour yeah yeah and i think we should also should we talk about our studies oh yeah 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 yeah. so this week that we're talking about asexuality woo woo um, I found a study that was from 2004, which is a long time ago, oh, yeah. um, but it was honestly pretty difficult to find a lot of studies on asexuality. There's really mm-hmm. not that much research, which I think sucks, and it's important to talk about. Um, but the study I read was uh, published in the Journal of Sex Research. It's called Asexuality, colon, Prevalence and Associated Factors in a National Probability Sample. Um, and uh, it's by Anthony... Bogart. We'll oh give yeah. Give his last name. Is oh he yours too? No, but I um I wrote this paper about asexual asexuality in college, and I talked about his research. Yeah, I actually I was when I was looking for studies, he seemed to be like the guy. If he didn't write the study, then like someone was referencing him. him. Yeah, yeah. Which is cute. So uh, he defines asexuality as having no sexual attraction to a partner of any sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he actually said to men or women, but that's 2004 and this is 2019. So I'm saying any updating. sex. Yeah, we're updating here. So uh, what he did, he got this national probability sample done in the UK of about 18,000 people. And uh, they had questions in the sample, in the survey that they sent out to all these people that were like, do you feel sexual attraction towards people? Like basically questions that measured if you were asexual or not. Mm-hmm. And they found that 1.05% of the people who answered displayed like asexual tendencies so they took those 1.05 percent and uh analyzed them versus the rest of the population to see if there's any sort of factors that contribute to asexuality Mm -hmm. so they found a few they found demographic health physical development and religiosity variables Mm -hmm. predicted asexuality and they all predicted it independently um so that suggests that there may be a number of pathways both biological and psychosocial that lead to asexuality so they're saying some things can be happening behind the scenes, like in your brain, in your bloodstream, and some things can be happening like in your environment that mm-hmm. cause asexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of those things are actually coming from a lower socioeconomic status and having less education, you're more likely to become asexual. Also, women are more likely than men to be asexual, and um, asexual people are more likely to be religious. And they were thinking that's probably because a lot of religions like praise not having sex and so that's like a place where you can actually feel comfortable about not being sexual um so one thing that i thought was really interesting about this study was that women the fact that women are more likely to be asexual than men um because the writer talks about how this is likely due to social shit where like that's what i wrote here due to social shit (laughs) (laughs) but like basically men are encouraged to explore their sexuality and be sexual whereas women are kind of presented as the object of sexual desire so we're mm-hmm. supposed to like take in the desire but not express it ourselves mm-hmm. so he's, he's saying that it's likely that women are socially might, are more likely to be socially affected in that way to be asexual mm-hmm. he's also saying that this is the part that i found interesting was that women's sexuality is a lot more complex so he's saying that like there's two types of desire, proceptive desire and receptive desire. And proceptive is when you have the urge to seek out sex, which is kind of what we teach men. Whereas women display more receptive desire, which you respond to sexual stimuli. 
And so he was saying that, like, what we describe as sexual desire may not include everything that women experience because if women are only um, having receptive desire, we don't really know what exactly, like, is going to turn them on sexually, like, what's Mm going to activate that sexual response. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why, like, even though some of these people who responded to the survey saying they don't have sexual attraction, that might just be because they haven't encountered or been receptive to the right thing because they haven't been empowered to seek it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was basically everything that I learned from the study. There was a lot going on in there, but um, uh, the study didn't explore how asexual folks still do have longings for romantic partnerships or how asexual people will even have sex, even if they don't. Mm-hmm. Which is, and it not it doesn't mean that they're like, doing it against their own will they might be doing it for someone they yeah love. yeah it's for the other person who might not necessarily be asexual asexual is this umbrella term that i think it makes us think that um what's it called demisexual is like when you really like someone before you can be sexual with them mm-hmm. which is kind of just saying like you need to get to know someone before you have sex with them but i don't know i think that some people just want to have a label for everything to like feel unique yeah. Um, but I also, just from, like, researching and talking to asexuals that fit the um, description that Bogart was talking about in his study, because I was talking to, like, people in Indiana who did come from um, a poor demographic mm-hmm. area, and they all had pretty much had the same interests, like, in anime, which I think is, I think that's, like, a big thing in nerd and, like, outcast culture, because they're they all have like cartoonish bodies and like it's not racist ever Mm. do you know what i mean it's like kind of like a imaginary place where it's a safe space yeah yeah that'd be an interesting study to see like how anime and asexuality yeah intertwine if it does yeah yeah that would be really cool Um, um but yeah i just think that like it's important for us to have more research and i'm glad that there is research out there but there's definitely, like, way less research for asexuality than for basically anything I've ever had to look up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, well, I like the study that you chose. Okay, so mine was, I guess, published 10 years after yours. Nice. Um, it's called The Sexual Fantasy and Masturbation Among Asexual Individuals. So just like we were talking about, asexuals may engage in sexual behaviors. Masturbating is one of them, mm-hmm. which is... I think maybe a little easier to understand because while asexuals aren't necessarily attracted to other people, they don't want to have, it doesn't turn them on to have sex with other people. An orgasm still feels like an orgasm for them. So to them, it's like literally just rubbing one out. Yeah. Like with your clit, you're just like, you're just doing it. So this one asexual I spoke to, um, told me that she'll masturbate to like scrubs or like just whatever is on TV, like commercials. Like she just does it and doesn't need to look at porn or whatever but also even looking at porn i guess is, this is there's a different study on this but people will, will watch porn and get turned on by that but still not want to do it with someone else mm. so that like taps into fantasies and a whole other thing but anyway so in this study there were like 924 people who completed this online questionnaire about masturbation and sexual fantasy and so 534 of those people self-identified as asexual so they probably filled out that questionnaire that um, Bogart had in his study. Um, And 87 were diagnosed as having, like, hypoactive sexual desire disorder. 78 had that, but without the distress, because I guess, like, wanting to have sex all the time is 
stressful. <laughs> um, and 187 were sexual. So they were comparing the asexuals, the 534 asexuals, to all those other people. Um, so what they found, which is what they hypothesized, uh, was that asexuals were significantly less likely to have masturbated in the past month than everyone else, and also significantly more likely to never have had a sexual fantasy compared to the rest of the population. Mm. 40% of asexuals said that they've never had a sexual fantasy, which means that 60% have, which is more than half, so that's kind of cool. And 11% of those people who said they have sexual fantasies do it without, they have them without other people. So I guess it's just them, like, I don't know, maybe getting fucked by, like, a tree. (laughs) Like, you know, like, in an anime, like, the branches, like, you know, go up their vagina. I haven't seen that. I'm just, like, making it up. I don't know. Okay, okay. Okay, I want to make anime porn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh... But, yeah, so, point is, asexuals can think sexually, but it doesn't mean that they want to fuck you. Word. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Sweet. Let's move on to our question of the week from an anonymous person. (laughs) Uh, This person asks how to get over a breakup other than just having sex with other people. I recently went through a breakup, I guess recently, it was over the summer, so Mm. I mean last year, and what helped me the most was in those first few days, I'm assuming this person has already, is is through the process of like breaking, of getting broken up with or Mm. breaking up, but with mine, the first few days, I was crying and just like didn't know what to do with my hands and it was horrible, so. With your hands? Yeah, I just like, I didn't know what to do, and I Mm. didn't, um... I wanted to be like focused on something. Yeah. And yeah, I felt like I don't know. I So I started <laughs> crocheting a beanie. So oh. I had my hands occupied. Um and focusing on that and like doing it wrong and having to undo all the stitches and redoing it again really helped me get my mind off of um my ex and that got me through it pretty much. And then I did go on dating apps and just like had sex with so many people yeah I really did so I do think that that is part of the process is having sex I know I guess some people just really aren't like that but the best way to move on is with time and hooking up with other people dating around um and honestly uh, I think that like at least for me and my breakup hooking up with other people didn't help me for real at all like if in fact I felt usually worse Worse. after having sex with other people I was like well this isn't the sex that I want to be having this isn't Um, like you know yeah um because for me my relationship was very sexual I think the reason why we were together for so long was because of the sex so what helped me was honestly just like and I know this is so cliche but really focusing on myself I feel like a breakup and you know you never understand this until you go through it but a breakup Mm -hmm. is such an opportunity to reinvent yourself because it's like you are now your own person again for me it was such an energizing force like I feel like I really discovered a lot of my passions and I feel like honestly uh, at this point I've been out of this relationship for like I mean our breakup took a very long time but I feel like I'm more myself now than I've ever been even before I was in that relationship you know so like I think being able to just dive in like really think about like try to explore opportunities like being single is just such an opportunity to like go you just have to go out and do shit because like you can't stay home and fuck someone yeah so you have to go out into the world I I would agree I think I I really focused on my passions and that helped me 
be my best self for sure. Yeah. And I started therapy. I mean, oh yeah, that's also something you could definitely consider and like just go on ZocDoc. It's super easy. I also really recommend, um, I think the biggest part of a breakup is feeling really lonely. That's why you want to go have sex with people or go explore your passions. But there's going to be times where you feel the loneliness and I think it's good to just feel it. Yeah. Um, And like, for me, like, I like to write about my feelings, like, Mm -hmm. just to talk, like, write, why do I feel this way? I think it's, like, therapeutic as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did we, like, break up at the same time, both of um, us? I think mine was, like, it took a very long time, but I think it officially ended probably, like, spring of last year, 2018. Okay, yeah. So around the same time. around the same time. Cool. Wow, look at us. I think we're thriving here. I know we are. I feel like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you next so much to them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely thank you next. Didn't feel that way at first, but. Yeah, so you you can't tell someone to break up with someone else because, like, people were telling me that I should do it and I just, I didn't want to listen to them. And then I'm try telling that to someone else, but, like, you just have to go through it and, and let them learn. Yeah. Cool. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap? Yeah. Woo! That was another ass clap. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Um, Bye. Bye. (laughs) And like and subscribe and all of that stuff. Yeah, you know what to do. (laughs) 